Welcome back to another exciting episode of Not Playing with Lex and Dan. I'm Dan, and I'm joined, as always, by that other guy. I'm not playing. Oh, no, I'm sorry. I'm Lex. I knew I was going to screw that up. We haven't done this show in a while, so clearly we're a little bit rusty with names and that kind of stuff. Lex, why don't don't you explain to the fine, fine people listening at home what Not Playing is? Uh, Well, Not Playing, Dan, and dear listeners, is a podcast wherein Dan and I, who have embarrassing gaps in our pop culture knowledge, finally watch movies that pretty much everyone else has already seen, and the kinds of movies that people express shock that we haven't seen already. I think that was a succinct uh, summary of Not Playing. Thank you, Lex. Oh, it's my pleasure. And uh, Dan, it was my turn to pick. Uh, This is a movie that I have seen and that I really do love that you have never seen called Mannequin. Oh, it's not Mannequin? No, it's not The Mannequin either. This is just Mannequin. And there is a sequel, by the way, Mannequin 2, which I have never seen. Is that Mannequin 2, Nuns on the Run? (laughs) I believe that's right. Uh, But Mannequin, um, a 1987 film, uh, what do you know about it? Do you know anything Uh, about this movie? I I know a couple things. Um, So I'm going to say uh, Andrew McCarthy. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, as the lead, who's who's playing his sort of usual gawky young teenage boy, I believe. Or, or oh no, teenager. he's the mannequin. Oh, he's the oh, jeez. I don't no, know actually, anything about this movie. Now he is he is not a teen in this movie. He is a oh, working a, man. He is a young adult. We yeah. shall say. Um, and Kim Cattrall. That's right. This is something like what thirty years after Sex in the City. Is that about right? <laughs> Something like that. Before thirty years before. Oh, uh, before. Oh, yeah. okay. Well, that's less interesting. No. Um. Kim Cattrall plays a, a a mannequin that that comes to life from a department store, and they have wacky adventures. And there's something where there's don't they like ride on a scooter? That's like I <laughs> there think, is the scooter okay. scene. Yes, that that apparently is what has stuck in my memory from the the little that I know about this movie. That's fine. I, I never even think of the scooter scene. I will <laughs> tell you even before we watch. Uh, one, uh, there are some amazing performances both from James Spader and Estelle Getty. Oh, I like James Spader. I'm a fan. I, I have to tell you, I wouldn't say that James Spader is unrecognizable, but when you think of the kinds of characters that James Spader plays these days, this is very different, so I think you'll enjoy that. Okay. Uh, I would also say that at least, I mean, I haven't seen this movie now in probably a decade at least, but I recall being madly in love with uh, Kim Cattrall's character. Like, I want my own mannequin version of her to come to life. (laughs) That's a little creepy. And when you say your own mannequin version of her, yeah, is that because I, in your office you have a mannequin version of Kim Cattrall? Yeah. Well, Don't, I have a... As your attorney, I suggest you not answer that question. <laughs> uh, also worth noting, the so- the Starship song, Nothing's Gonna Stop Us Now, won, uh, got a nomination for the Best Original Song Academy Award, and years later was my first song at my wedding. Wow. Does your wife know about your strange <laughs> fixation with mannequin? <laughs> she picked the song. <laughs> Coincidence, you say? Weirdly, though, I danced with a mannequin the whole time while Lauren just stood to the side. I'm kind of picturing that, and it's really freaking me out, man. <laughs> oh boy! So, but you don't know anything else about the movie. You don't know uh, like, the conceit. What happens with the mannequin? I, I, you got, you got me. I, I other than the mannequin coming to life, it, uh, that's that's about. I think that's about what I know. And you're telling me this is not a horror movie. It is not. 
It is not a horror movie. Is it, it is... a horrible movie? Uh, I guess well, I'll have I'm to curious... judge for myself. <laughs> yeah, I'm curious to see what you think. Um, I really do love it, and I think I love it unironically. Like I think I just genuinely love it. So I'm curious to okay. see what All you right. think. I'm I'm ready. I'm ready. I, I want to see how it goes. Well, I've I've queued up the film dance so that uh, it's as soon as the uh, Metro Golden Mayor Lion fades to black. For All me, right. it's the eight second mark on the that's, film, but that's, I have that paused right there. That is about where I am as well. Um, you want to count us in? I, I would love to count us in. All right, so we're lined up and ready to go, and we will hit play in three, two, one. <laughs> Not the music I, I was expecting. <laughs> I want to say, if you forget how this movie starts and you're familiar with it, this part is always jarring. Now, I remembered this time around. Whoa, wait a second. (laughs) Are you sure we're not watching UHF again? (laughs) (laughs) If this were a reference to Indiana Jones, I didn't know it at the time. Mummykin. Yeah, they spared no expense. gods it's lucky that they spoke english a fuel merchant (laughs) how did she wrap herself in the bandages i'm impressed This is, this, is, this is very 80s. I'm pretty sure this is predates the 80s by hundreds of years. <laughs> this, is, this is very 80s version of Egypt. I see. Wow. That was some... I just like this movie's uh, sense of humor already. (laughs) They spared no expense in the effects for this scene, by the way. The uh, the shaking the shaking camera (laughs) trick—it's classic. Omg! I bet you didn't see that coming. I. You know what? I can safely say. (laughs) Now the rest of the movie's animated. We didn't talk about that. Wow, this Wait, is... were you going to say you can safely say you did or did not see this coming? Did not see this coming. I mean, the cartoon, <laughs> Egypt. There's a, there's a lot going on right now. I'm taking a lot in. This is why I was so excited to watch this movie with you because it really starts out in like another universe of how movies should be made. <laughs> yeah, but I don't even understand. <laughs> Ah, Stephen Vinovich. I don't know what that is. Christopher Marr, the lesser-known brother, brother? Marr. Yeah, I don't know. Meshach Taylor, though, I, I knew him. You know him? Not personally. Not personally. You he has a, but... a compelling role in this movie. What? <laughs> He's almost unrecognizable. I don't know how I feel about them defacing the Mona Lisa like that. I'm okay with it. <laughs> 
<laughs> did they like slap together this credit sequence and like this is like the last thing they had to do? Like, oh, we forgot to make a credit sequence. <laughs> I I don't know how to answer that question. Written and directed by Michael Gottlieb. I have no idea what else Mr. Gottlieb did. Art Levinson. I know that name. I don't know why. Because you've met other Jews in your life? <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> Michael Gottlieb. This, I don't oh. even know what's... The director of this film also produced many of the Mortal Kombat video games. <laughs> well, that explains a lot. <laughs> no, actually, that explains nothing. <laughs> ah, are we in... I think we're in Philadelphia? I believe that's right. All right. Nathan's. I think it's pronounced Nithons. So this movie almost got rated R just for this scene of all the naked bodies. They're not real bodies. Oh, then maybe what I just said is a total lie. Although that is a well-endowed mannequin, I'm just saying. The uh, it's I like the feathered feathered hair on the mannequin. Do they? Do they? I see. I don't. I never worked retail. Do they actually have rooms like this? I I don't believe he's currently working retail. I believe he's working in like a mannequin. Oh, is he in the mannequin factory? Shop. Yeah. Which you wouldn't expect there would be this much dancing at the mannequin factory, but this is what you learn also, in movies I, like this. It also seems very, um, it's very handmade. There's, a, there's yeah. a craftsman to the mannequin that I did not expect. I get it. Did he did he recently pick up the Mac or something? <laughs> oh jeez. Fired from the mannequin factory? I wonder what he's been doing all this time. Like has he did he make that face? Did he chisel? Face? I assume he painted it or I don't know. Fired from the mannequin factory seems pretty low. Like that seems like an expression. Yeah. <laughs> he got fired from the mannequin factory. But he landed on his feet, as you can see. Is he a barber? Oh, Super Dad's really giving away his secret identity there. Ah, <laughs> oh, one of those. He's going to, like, punch him in the stomach, isn't he? Oh, jeez. The name-calling seemed unnecessary. hate these kids i know oh is that key gonna float away i seriously hope so yes nailed it <laughs> this movie has a hardcore basis in reality <laughs> is, was biscuit brain a big i don't remember that being a thing in the 80s <laughs> he got fired again
Oh, at least he gets a paycheck. Seriously. I also want that sweet pith helmet. Why wouldn't he ask first before Do he... gardeners wear pith helmets? Uh, the best ones do. Oh, okay. <laughs> so he clearly has a problem at this stage, I would say. Yeah, he's um, employmentally challenged. He also has a, a, a lot of mustachioed overweight bosses. Pepsi. I mean, if he works five of these jobs in one day, then, you know, he made a pretty good living in that paycheck. That's the scooter, Dan. I'm picking that up. Do you see the mannequin? (laughs) Is it in the mirror? The mannequin is always watching you. (laughs) He's not wearing a helmet, which I got to say is a little bit. Well, he had to give back the pith helmet is the problem. (laughs) He was mighty pithed about that. Oh, the guy who's making fun of him has rolled up sleeves. I think he's fucking with her. Hey. Oh, that guy. Yeah. (laughs) That was exposition, by the way. (laughs) I enjoyed the regional manager is like code word for giant dick. (laughs) In like every 80s movie, right? He's the regional manager. There's never been a nice regional manager. No. Wow, did you see that hair in the background just there? That was awesome. Mm. Those are all great. <laughs> he said he wasn't hungry, but he's eating ice cream. Well, he just meant that he was out of money. What? He just threw away ice cream? You have no money, dude. No, you should be a psychiatrist. <laughs> That guy's got a mustache, too. I don't remember this portion of the 80s. All the mustaches? Yeah. That was kind of big. Well, that's more than a scooter. That's like a decent motorcycle there. Thank you. Oh, geez. Now it's raining. And his motorcycle won't start. Some guys have none of the luck. You are right. Fortunately, the 80s is music montage. The 80s. Wow. It's like all the synths and stuff are really just... It's like they distilled Vangelis into one single song. Now, I can't tell. This feels like a real street to me, but also very setty. That's a a back lot. That's totally a back lot. It's just the road markings really sell it for me. Like where the paint is incomplete and stuff. Yeah, right. Yep. This movie could go far creepier than it actually ends up going. (laughs) I don't know. It's pretty creepy. (laughs) Oh. Hey, Hey, Lex. Yeah? What time code are you at? I'm at 11.08. All right. I Something got screwed for me. Where are you? Uh, I skipped forward a little bit by accident, and now I had to dial back. I'm at 11.18, 19, 20. Hold on. 
Do you want me to pause? Uh, yeah. Sorry. Okay, that's okay. I can back up a little bit. I too. went to do a uh, two finger swipe to get rid of a notification, and it like mm. skipped forward apparently. <laughs> All right. Well, I can get back to eleven eleven or eleven twelve is where it is stop now. Uh, I missed some stuff. So you just, just I missed the. Uh, I'm I'm going back to. Uh, why don't you pause at like uh, eleven? Okay. And give me. I'm I'm back to like ten thirty because I missed the part with him. Right, walking the a, motorcycle. I got it. I'm at 11.01. All right. I will give you a high sign when I'm coming up on it. Okay. And I'll have to recut all of this. That'll be super exciting. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Now I see the creepy part. <laughs> I'm at 10.56. Yeah, ten fifty six, seven, eight, nine, eleven, eleven oh one. Are we in roughly the same place? Yes. Okay. I like that he says oh no when the lights go out. I like <laughs> Oh no, power lost. Civilization is downfall. Yeah, the <laughs> Whoa. She made his motorcycle work. She did, right? That just happened. By the way, not the most amazing thing that's gonna happen in this film. <laughs> Dude's got an issue. <laughs> he does have issues. Oh. Look how young Estelle Getty is. Yeah, that's... She was my favorite golden girl, I think. Not personally. <laughs> Actually, it was uh, built by the Egyptians. See, that's, that doesn't make that any better. <laughs> <laughs> this is, by the way, the action sequence of the film. What? Why? Why? <laughs> Andrew McCarthy, you've made poor life decisions. <laughs> you mean in terms of making this movie, or in this as this character? You know, a little column A, a little column B. <laughs> why? Best job interview ever. Oh, geez. That was right on his ass. That's kind of sad. It is. She shoplifted it. Because <laughs> I stock mannequins. It is very lovely. It's a big store. Never. Good one. How can you be so sure? 
Spader. I'm just, this performance is all the better when you know what he does now and stuff. Even his voice is so different. Good job. <laughs> they both look like they're way too young to be in their posi respective positions. Agreed. I bet you would. <laughs> His voice sounds sped up. It's it's well, it's high more high pitched because he's what like seventeen there. I've just it's freaking me out because I just started watching the blacklist. And it's yes. like it's the same guy, but not the same guy. Yeah, not really at all. I'm just gonna pretend that he's the same guy. Okay. Yeah, he's definitely a creepy guy. Yeah. <laughs> I like how this guy wears his pants. And well, this, there's some serious workplace issues in the 80s. That's true. That jacket is not the least of them. <laughs> it's just, his tie is also tucked into his right. pants. <laughs> yeah. I think that's going to come back, by the way. That look. Whatever, whatever you say, Urkel. <laughs> nice Ooh, use nice. of the dots transition. <laughs> Somebody just got their first Amiga. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Way to, way to get increasingly creepy. Well, he's just got to find it. You can't blame him. He's checking all the mannequins. It's not you. You aren't her. It's not the same. Ah! <laughs> I loved that scene when I was a kid. <laughs> Wait, but then what does he mean you found them? Oh, is he carrying some? No, because he walked into the oh. changing room. Good save. That was pretty good. Thinks on his feet. He's executive material. <laughs> I like that he can't even wait past his first day to start mannequin hunting. I've well, got I, to know where it is now. It's freaky that they have all these doors for the mannequins that are the same as the dressing room. <laughs> <laughs> that is like, why is the mannequin dressing room next to the... No, it's you lost it a long time ago, my friend. Kind of look like Kim Cattrall. Anyone ever told you that? <laughs> that is Mr. Taylor, by the yeah, way. Yeah, I, I, I picked that up. He, he's, 
He's playing the role made famous by Bronson Pinchot in Beverly Hills Cop. <laughs> See, I was thinking it was uh, Damon Wayans' character from Beverly Hills Cop. The but Banana Man? Yeah. Hollywood Montrose. I think that Will Smith wears that hat in the credits of The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. And that jacket. Why is he wearing an apron? What what do you what do you do with mannequins that requires aprons? <laughs> that's a great question. I hope that's James Spader. <laughs> that's actually Kim Cattrall. Oh wait. Where, this is he's like every eighties movie villain, right? He's a hard ass man. You do not want to mess with that guy. I getting that. First blood. I totally yeah. Well done, my friend. You're welcome. A movie I've never seen. <laughs> Nor I. Wow. Well, this was before it was appropriate to be appropriate. <laughs> oh, jeez. Everyone in this movie talks to people who don't talk back. Yeah. It's kind of a reflection on society. I don't know anything about men's lives. I do know about plastic women, though. I know a lot. Maybe too much, some would say. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's where you... Oh, I can't believe I didn't recognize him. When I said yes. he's every 80s villain, it's because he's Scroder from uh, from Short Circuit. Oh, I have seen that one once. Oh, that's a great movie. With their mouths. It's creepy. This really is a commanding performance, I feel like, though. I can't believe he was listed last in the credits. <laughs> Maybe his life would be better if he didn't wear sunglasses inside. Especially ones with fake eyelashes. <laughs> Hanging out in a window. Fasten your seatbelt, Dan. <laughs> I think that's the right reaction.
electricity could do anything in the 80s, which is the best. Can't it be both? <laughs> they had really good calendars. Yeah. And hallucination. Now is I know this, she's not real. Is this like a Calvin and Hobbes scenario? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the answer to your question is yes, but I'm not giving you any more spoilers. That is a fabulous jacket. Thank you. Damn him. Wow, she's wow. really mad. <laughs> How to show a lady a good time. (laughs) (laughs) Holy cow! I'd like to see your tools as well. (laughs) I'm not sure how I feel about her earrings. Whoa. He's got a pocket watch? It was before iPhones. Whoa! See, this is why I really liked her. (laughs) She's less mad now. That's a weird tennis ball thing. Her is that it just mirrors her neck at like a weird angle. <laughs> wow, he does good work when he's insane. Seriously, is he insane or is he not insane? Though that's the question. He's insane in the brain, but not in the membrane. I think that's right. I think that's the clinical diagnosis. Oh. Wussy pants. I mean, you can't can't tell someone you decide to stand them up, then you're not standing them up. That's very true. 
this whole proposal of hers is a paradox. That's a great scarf, too. Or is and that I his mean, tie? I can't tell. You know she's really mad at me if she's going off with Armando, or whatever his name is. Uh, it's Ar- Mar- Armando. <laughs> Thank I you. I almost got that. You're welcome. I just can't believe he told her about it the very Why first day. Why he keeps day. his toaster on a ledge? Because it's the 80s, man. Wait, is this his apartment? He doesn't need a job. He's loaded. Yeah, I was going to say. And look how long his phone cord is. That's the equivalent of a cell phone. Right. He basically has an iPhone. That's right. He's got a bike wheel sculpture. He does. That's a, that's a spacious studio. <laughs> you know how everybody, people are when there's a good man. Yeah, <laughs> that is a running conceit of the film. The better the mannequin display. I just like that he's also standing in the display. That mannequin not as good. <laughs> I think he means you, Roxy. Popped collar, rolled up sleeves. <laughs> the 80s were a simpler time yeah that's what I thought I just, I don't know if people get as excited about mannequin displays today. Oh, I see. Uh-oh. This is like, isn't this kind of the same same plot as uh, UHF? <laughs> you fi- You figured me out. <laughs> that was a nice try. Yeah, great spin. Hey, I... see, he's not wearing the same sunglasses today. He looks like he should have been in uh, Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. I haven't seen that one. You haven't seen that one? I have not. Everybody strips in front of him. (laughs) He's French. What? What? (laughs) 
I was a little dark. Yeah. He's an emotional man. No, no. He gives love a bad name. I really like those asymmetrical sunglasses. You tell him, Estelle Getty. <laughs> That's not been proven. <laughs> Alestra? Like the thing in like the potato chips? <laughs> yes. The regional manager can buy another business, which is kind of impressive. He's the regional manager. Yeah, he is. I don't want to speak ill of the living, but sometimes this movie makes me think that it's a shame that Estelle Getty isn't the golden girl who lived forever the way uh, Betty White does. <laughs> I think Estelle Getty was a national treasure. I Was she in national treasure? <laughs> no. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> That's a little personal. You got to believe in yourself, man. You can do this. I believe in you. When Estelle Getty believes in you. <laughs> He's a liar, Dan. I want to be clear. Spader. Spader. <laughs> really? They just leave you alone in the boardroom? Why not? He's so good at displays. Dog. <laughs> I feel like James Spader possibly showed up on the day of filming. <laughs> it's just like I'm just gonna read all my lines, right? In like the most Spaderific way. <laughs> he knows no other way. He's like 27 here, Spader. Wow, he doesn't look 27 though. All right. <laughs> Crazy dude. Yeah, I love being compared to your old ex-boyfriends. <laughs> That's immediately what you jump to? <laughs> How many Chris's have there been, really? That's true, like four. Jesus Chris. The more history you know. Whoa. She went into pajamas. <laughs> I think that's a dress. 
or a, an I, outfit. Let's play a little game. 1980s <laughs> dress or pajamas. <laughs> oh my gosh. Don't kiss the mannequin. <laughs> God, she's so stupid. <laughs> Is it possible she just escaped from an insane asylum? They're both crazy. That's it. You know, she doesn't dance like an Egyptian. Or walk like one. What? Do they sell guns at this store? <laughs> and is there smoking even allowed there? Also, how does she know what like the 1930s styles look like? It's a really good question. I guess she was there. I guess he dressed her. Is it possible Andrew McCarthy sold his soul to the devil in exchange for being able to star in a movie with Kim Cattrall? Right, and that seriously. is why he's never gone on to <laughs> I think she's exquisite in this film, and I don't mind who knows it. He is the Count from Sesame Street. <laughs> the worst part is they put all this merchandise right back on the racks. Yeah, I know. And they've sweated in it at this point. Yeah, I know. That's, that's not cool. There, this Is he doing a little Cusack there? I didn't even know that department stores carried wigs of this sort. Yeah, in the 80s they did. And if their mannequin room had all this, all these supplies already, like the guitar and stuff, then honestly I think Hollywood should have been doing better. Oh, nice move. He's pretty smooth. And it's all in one shot. You know Andrew McCarthy just spent all his time practicing that. I know. Wow, fake mustaches too they carry? Oh no, he grew that this evening. I'm wearing that same thing <laughs> actually as we record this, which is what the uh, smoking jacket I take. Yeah, it says yeah. <laughs> what else? It's a really long song. It's no neutron dance. <laughs> they call this the mannequin. <laughs> I love Hollywood's humor. I love this about Hollywood. He's so accepting.
Special effects are amazing. That's so unfair. Does it matter? This, I mean, this, just when you, you want smuggle, everyone to know? You just smuggle her into your apartment or something. I don't know. Right. It is kind of creepy that he leaves her at the store. Why not take her home? Ah, she can be heard. I mean, she has arms. Well, you're right there. <laughs> Could you use really a lot of wood time block. to avoid that? Wait, what's ready? Do you have that problem with your treadmill desk? I just want to know why he's so embarrassed. <laughs> oh, no. My mannequin lover saw my pants fall off. <laughs> they really needed the internet in the 80s. <laughs> <laughs> when I was a kid, the only entertainment we ever got was looking at mannequins in store windows. Oh, man. She's arm in arm with him already now. They're buds. He's gotten a big head, though. He's already wearing the shades, and he said pretty the, hot. Blazer. I think he was just talking about Estelle Getty. <laughs> He's got the clear see-through telephone. It's Jack's house, if I'm not mistaken. It's just some guy's house? Yeah. I think she's plotting. That is super sketchy. Yeah. <laughs> Who does that? She, I'm amazed that she rose this high in the ranks with all the rampant sexism. It's Christoph Waltz. <laughs> He's had jobs everywhere. So when... When he said he'd never work in the city again. Working everywhere in the city. <laughs> There's that hot again. I mean, that was hot in the 80s. I think she does mind a tiny bit at least. 
He's oh. a terrible liar. Oh my god, he's like a walking <laughs> That was quick thinking. Except for the part where it wasn't. Yeah, it didn't even work. He really is a dangerous man. I'm just saying. It's impossible. I don't understand. How could he be such a mannequin display expert? <laughs> Maybe this is an alternate reality where that's like the highest like <laughs> thing you could aspire to. Whoa. Again? The dog is an innocent here. Is he? Is he? I'm amazed he got this job. <laughs> it's a great little red wagon. And Fart Blossom is another fine insult from this film. Whoa. You're inside. Now, will the mannequin have the oil on her later is my question. I, I don't know. There's a metaphysical question. Also, who's drinking? Is the, is the water from the glass going to be gone? Is this like an Elijah scenario? <laughs> That's it, my favorite Robert Ludlum novel, by the way. The Elijah scenario. So you're still wondering whether she really is turning real. Well, yeah. I mean... Isn't that sort of the major question? <laughs> These guys are incompetent thieves. Or whatever they're doing. <laughs> Spies. <laughs> this is truly Javier Bardem's finest work. <laughs> And they're very loud for being, you know, sneaking for around. For crawling around. Yeah. Yeah, she's evil. I like his white socks. They make the outfit. The dog actually won a Best Supporting Actor Oscar for this film. I believe it. That's a talented dog. <laughs> I wish it was us. 
And they didn't hear this. The security guard is terrible, by the way. <laughs> he should be fired. <laughs> Thank God he rolled up his jacket sleeves. Oh, kidney punch. I'm pretty sure security uh, guards aren't supposed to deck people. Violence is always the answer. He's going to have to pay for that. Oh. How did his mama get involved? I don't even... I don't even know. I had that Spalding soccer ball. With the weird colors on it. If only there were a way to dodge these tennis balls. <laughs> Slow moving projectiles. <laughs> she definitely gave him an assist there. <laughs> that was the working title of the film. That... The sunglass budget for this film what? is what? extremely high. <laughs> I don't even know what kind of wheelie he was doing there. <laughs> it's it's actually just the same pair of sunglasses. He just redoes them all the time. Oh, see, I never noticed that. <laughs> Thank God they have a hang glider. Yeah, that's not going to cause problems. I wonder if that's foreshadowing. That's just shadowing. <laughs> that. I'm pretty sure that doesn't actually work. <laughs> she is flying. <laughs> it's my mannequin who can fly. <laughs> Makes perfect sense. The POV shot really isn't doing it for me. Uh, they spent they spent a lot hooking up that uh, camera to that hang glider. <laughs> no, don't pick that up. <laughs> this is a really big store. Now, my question is: If somebody starts looking at her, will her grip stay firm enough? Because I'm worried. I think scholars have de- debated that question for 25 years. <laughs> the answer is no. <laughs> Thank God for his unconsciousness. She's unconscious, or she's a mannequin. It's really hard to tell. It's always a mystery with her. (laughs) 
no, I don't want to be with you, magical mystery woman who loves me no matter what I do. <laughs> Except for maybe Christopher Columbus. <laughs> well, that didn't happen. I'm pretty he sure left, he would have kissed her first. He left me for a window. Wait, what if we can bring them all to life? <laughs> you know how often people sketch store display windows. Wait, wait a second. Is she wearing like an East German uniform or something? <laughs> That dialogue is impeccable. They were up all night memorizing those lines. <laughs> Spader, Spader improvised this scene. <laughs> <laughs> I want him to shout, clean that up. that dog ever go to the bathroom? <laughs> I am a lunatic. I'm a squid. He should totally do it. <laughs> Snap! Yeah, boom. Jean-Claude Grandam, if I'm not mistaken. <laughs> Still getting just getting you. That was a stellar. <laughs> Should have joined the union. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah, they're spinning those papers. <laughs> it's possible I misremember the 80s. <laughs> this is pretty much exactly what it was like from my perspective. There was only one headline about him, at least, which I guess is the most believable of all number of headlines outcomes. <laughs> Guys, you're not really surfing. I take my girlfriend everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody come in here for 20 minutes. That's the most private time they could find, really. There's Beach. Illustra. Profits down 48. 
I can't see why they wouldn't like this place that looks like a casino. Oh, he's angry. <laughs> That's a lot. <laughs> I understand his anger. I just wonder if he's taking it on the right people or not. And that's when the gods listen and turn them all into dead meat. Would you quit a job if they called you, if your boss called you children? I think I would quit the first day. I wouldn't stick around very long. Thanks, random board members. <laughs> oh, wow. They've got like old fashioned champagne goblets. <laughs> That's some fine work there. Yeah. Thank God. She's kind of Nora Dunn-esque. Yeah, I can see that. Oh, no. I just need to find a really hot mannequin. (laughs) (laughs) The woman who plays Roxy, Carol Davis. She's trilingual. Oh, I'm so glad she knows about, you know, American corporate work structure. Yeah, I was going to say, what's a vice president? Is he cross-eyed in this scene? Which one of them? All. I'm a mannequin. (laughs) 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 The restaurant policy at this, this store is very lax. Yeah. No. Doesn't her skin tone change? A little bit. Also, doesn't anyone notice that her face has entirely changed? I just love how he doesn't judge him, though. It's so nice. It's it's pretty good. Hasn't he essentially created life? (laughs) 
You should be happy for him. Why do they all wear first prize with ribbons? Wow. <laughs> People are really insensitive in the 80s. Well, she is a dummy. Oh, you meant the other thing. The new vice president. <laughs> I did a masterpiece last night. Hey! Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's not weird at all. I'll be totally mannequinized just for you, baby. <laughs> no, she won't. <laughs> Holly was a wild man. Oh, great hat. Great hat. I can't believe he's getting another job. I thought you were there to uphold the law, damn it. <laughs> now we're just stealing things. I've decided to move my insanity up to kleptomania. I like that he's in the office all day and all night. That's nice. I thought she was waiting for you in the window. That's not a window. He makes a better window than a door. I don't know. <laughs> well, you haven't seen that many windows. I'm I'm looking right through it. Yeah. What's wrong with that? Who isn't these days, right? We're we're not wearing helmets. <laughs> Even if she is a mannequin. Hang on tight. 
<laughs> Him. You know what's ironic? I looked him up. He's he's actually from Egypt. <laughs> <laughs> he had to do this movie. It was about his cultural heritage. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> I just can't believe how fi- how quickly he changed. You're welcome. <laughs> Those guys are my favorite characters in the movie. <laughs> <laughs> I'm amazed that she was able to come to life with all those cars around. Yeah. She's... Wow. <laughs> Wait. they pro- He was promoted to captain? <laughs> He's done really great work is why. Yeah, good. <laughs> I meant like I'm more worried about the state of our armed services. <laughs> <laughs> What's really disturbing when you think about it is that she's seemingly aware even when she is frozen. Yeah, that's and so that's uh, like that's like the worst kind of sleep paralysis. <laughs> also, I mean, he's putting his own life in danger. If she falls off, she's just a mannequin. But if he falls off, his brains are all over the sidewalk. Essentially, he'll also become a mannequin at that point. <laughs> Whoa, it's, that's a twist I didn't see coming. He was the mannequin all along. <laughs> Thank God they cleaned up Chicago. <laughs> I thought they were in Philadelphia. Philadelphia. Chicago-delphia. <laughs> oh jeez. Now that is some good stunt work there. I hope they didn't notice her turning around and looking at them. Wow. I don't understand what happened to him. Can you explain it to me, Dan? I'm not sure. Uh, I think it's Calling about a tiger. Uh, I can't believe he ruined his one chance. I'm sure he lives with that regret his entire life. <laughs> Look, Maybe stuff. No- Nobody around here knows that she's a mannequin, so it's okay. Now, you know it's a movie because there's camera people there and she's still alive even though the camera... Ah, that's a good point. 
But seriously, he should just leave her at, her, his, at his house. Then she could be alive all day. <laughs> and stuck in the house forever. That's the plot of Mannequin 4. She gets really upset. <laughs> Mannequin 4, let me out of here. <laughs> that... <laughs> I feel like it's way too late in the morning for them to still be there. <laughs> I guess not. All over the store. <laughs> yeah, I'm never buying anything from there, by the way. <laughs> Thank God they restacked those soccer balls. I was sleeping, you bitch. Like, have sex with a mannequin. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, whatever. (laughs) Oh, wow. Woman's got to work. How did they get out? Of the, I assume they, I don't know. I got nothing for you. Is the car still there is what I really want to know. Oh, I'm I'm sure. (laughs) If Mannequin 2 opens with a shot of that stuck car in the alleyway, I'll be happy. It's not a nice way to talk about a lady. <laughs> never, br- never bring a dummy to find a dummy. Well said. Mannequin 3 is about... They've kidnapped all my mannequin friends. (laughs) James Spader's proudest moment. See, these doors are really confusing in this store. That's racist. It's mannequinist. How do you sleep through this? It's like theater. (laughs) 
<laughs> hey, everybody. It's my genitalia. You, why is people just applaud? What's wrong with these people? They're sheep. Well, that was fine genitalia, everybody. How about that? <laughs> There's a woman right there. <laughs> I like that they, she got robbed from the Egypt theme. Of course he has a pink Cadillac. <laughs> I don't know why they decide to overcrank this particular scene. All right. Nah, never mind. <laughs> I just like that question. they're like, well, it's the scene took too long. Let's speed it up. Not let's cut it. Let's speed it up. I can go anywhere I want. Sweet. Oh, thank God, somebody punched Vader. <laughs> Did he handcuff his arm? Nice. That man is a magician. He brings women to life and handcuffs men to themselves. Wow! They, now he's got like a a braid. <laughs> he did, wow! I can't believe he just replaced his dog with that that casually. And what did he do to the other dog? Is wow! Well, yeah, I don't know. She is quite a power walker. <laughs> That's as fast as you could go in the 80s. <laughs> ah, that's the one allowed one allowed uh, expletive in this movie. <laughs> He's a pro. This movie is so 80s. It's great. <laughs> this mall or this department store really has a lot of security staff. I mean, it's a pretty big store. They're not that competent, though. I'm amazed, though, at how far ahead he let Roxy get during this scene. Apparently, they get their security forces exclusively from the Keystone Cops. Yeah. Wait, where is she going? <laughs> oh, no, not the compactor. And I feel like she's looking behind her way more often than is necessary. Oh, that seems, just, that seems like it would really hurt.
Oh, this is like a Jackie Chan scene. <laughs> He's hardcore. Now, the movie never really explores the possibility, what if all the mannequins could come to life? <laughs> this suddenly becomes a bloodbath. Yeah, it's not that one. She didn't have her head on right. <laughs> now, that one doesn't have any hair. This plan costs him an arm and a leg. Wow! wow. The whole set wall is shaking as they go through that door. <laughs> Run faster, Switcher. No, that's not safe. <laughs> you just hit a bunch of buttons when they're dealing with like a shredder. It's the same way you deal with your computer. Look also, you don't stand. You don't stand in the place where all the. The trash goes. She's so self-satisfied. Now I'm going to fuck with his favorite mannequins. Like, that's <laughs> horrible. Not the last time that Hollywood turned a fire hose on somebody. True. This is graphic. Yeah. But he seems surprisingly chipper. See what I did there? Chipper. Because it's like a wood chipper. Uh, that was pretty far to go. <laughs> <laughs> He's not wrong. Did that guy not have his pants on? <laughs> what? Yeah. I never noticed that. Yeah, just right past the stop button. <laughs> oh, jeez. Could you please shut the machine? What if off? only part of her got shredded? That seems like it would be terrible. <laughs> Don't don't leave the room with me in it. I do not want to come to life in here. With my two stumps. He should have worked out more. Ah! <laughs> don't look down. Oh, now you stop it. Jeez. He got hosed. <laughs> you have created life, Jonathan. <laughs> wow, that's... What? Uh, uh, we'll see. That guy's going to take his pants off again. <laughs> <laughs> see, this is a great joke, though. I 
I don't understand exactly what brought her to life. <laughs> Mortal peril? <laughs> she has real problems with workplace. Yeah, men just don't respect her at all. Yeah, it is. What the hell Video is that taped. gigantic thing? Uh, I possibly taped over it last night. <laughs> Grand theft. Wow. <laughs> Thank goodness you knew the is term Is that Seth Green? Down. <laughs> no. Ah, I don't know what that means. Wow. I don't know that I even understand Roxy. How did she wander into the shredding room? B. Arthur showed her the way in, I think. Everybody gets a mannequin to love except for me. <laughs> He's in the mannequin three. Oh, geez. Suddenly I feel like I'm getting married all over again. <laughs> Do you know the song? I don't. Our wedding band had to learn it for us, but they did. Wow. That's, that's high quality. <laughs> and that is how he was tragically <laughs> crushed to death. <laughs> What? Really? No, are they going to stand there motionless all day? <laughs> that would be artistry. She still works in Windows. I'm guessing that's not her own mother. I think that's Estelle Getty. <laughs> I don't understand where the sequel goes from here. <laughs> I have no idea. Thank God he wore his formal sunglasses, by yeah, the way. Well, I mean, it's a special <laughs> event. Dan, I think this is true for us, too. Freeze if this world frame. runs out of lovers, we'll still have each other. That's touching. 
So, Dan, you have now seen Mannequin. I I guess I have. <laughs> I put the man in Mannequin? No, Scott I put the... The the question I think on my mind is, you've seen it, but have you but, enjoyed it? Have I believed it? Yeah. Based on a true story, by the way. <laughs> uh, that was it. Was very interesting. It's very uh, like I said. I think it's very it's very eighties. It's, right. it's it's emblematic of the eighties. There's a very specific type of you know vocabulary used in the eighties. Vocabulary, and fashion this, style. This, and yeah, this basically hits everything. Right. This, this is, I mean, it's very much of its era. I have no argument there. But you haven't yet weighed in. No, I, I you know, I, th- I thought it was actually entertaining. Um, yeah, it has a certain charm to it, I have to admit. And Kim Cattrall is pretty great. I can understand why young Lex was madly in love with Kim Cattrall this <laughs> Well, that, it's, that's not her. You know, it's interesting that that was kind of a thing in the 80s, the whole, like, the perfect dream girl thing. Right. I mean, because I'm thinking of, like, a Weird Science, too, which has kind of a similar-ish And Weird plot. Science 1. <laughs> wow. Well, well, yeah, I don't... Hold on. I want to know where Mannequin 2 goes with this whole thing because, like, does she turn back into a mannequin? Does he turn into a mannequin? <laughs> mannequin like, 2, the mannequining. <laughs> everybody's a mannequin in Mannequin 2. The whole world is populated by mannequins. Well, Mannequin 2 has a one-star rating. Yeah, it's called a 13% partial sequel. on Rotten Tomatoes. The film stars Christy Swanson as a mannequin who was frozen 1,000 years ago by an evil sorcerer using a so magic they basic, necklace. They basically just remade Right, mannequin, it's essentially Teen Wolf 2. Yes. Well, Meshach Taylor carries over. So, good for him. She remains frozen until the necklace is removed and can stay permanently unfrozen if she receives a kiss from her true love. They once again use Nothing's Gonna Stop Us Now. And uh, yes, Hollywood is still. A key I enjoy player. the the evil sorcerer now reincarnated as Count Gunter Spetzel arrives on the scene to take Jesse and a prize necklace and hop a flight for Bermuda. <laughs> okay, okay. Um, yeah, that sounds. I, I don't think this movie was crying out for a sequel. <laughs> I do feel like the story was well contained. They, uh, yeah, they kind of wrapped everything up at the end there. Yeah. So I mean, beyond was there was your entire fascination with Mannequin a, a result of Kim Cattrall? Because that I mean, I'd be willing to allow that. I don't think that's a bad reason to have a no, fascination I with think Mannequin. It goes beyond her. I mean, I think that's a big part of it. But I also just love the whole conceit, like that there was this secret person and then he made her come to life, and it is funny. Like I can oh, say yeah, as a kid, so there's the funniness of seeing James Spader and his guard friend get bested over and over. Yeah, again. it's very very slapsticky, right? And then, I mean, I think that there's uh, the movie knows that it's campy. I feel like I feel like it's at least somewhat self-aware of the ridiculousness of its premise. I think how could it not be right? And it feels like they are they have some fun with it. Well, because I, you know, it's interesting because you know when I was talking a little bit before about the 1980s sort of vocabulary, it has this playfulness which you find a lot in 80s movies. Yeah, I mean, again, if you look at something like Weird Science or if you look at something like we were talking briefly about Short Circuit in there because the which they share a villain, um, uh, but it has that sort of like playful kind of we're not going to spend too much time worrying about how or why the weird things happen here, right. Um, like in, in short circuit, it's just like lightning strikes and the robots now alive. Like we don't need to like come up with a complicated backstory as to like, you know, the, the technology behind why this made a robot come to life. Right. I think 
you could get away with less in some ways because viewers weren't as like they didn't need to be have everything explained to them. Right, and you there was kind of be set up the conceit article devoted right. to it at the time, so they didn't have to worry about it. And so, I mean, there's something kind of refreshing in that aspect of the whole like we're not going to over-explain things. We're just kind of kind of we're gonna set up a premise and then just kind of take it for a ride. Um, and I think that works in its favor. I mean, if you, I think if you made Mannequin today, I don't know why you would, but I think if you made Mannequin today, people would be like, "That's really derivative of Mannequin." But I think if you, <laughs> I think if you made Mannequin today, people would be like, "I don't understand. Like, what made her? Are we saying that God made her <laughs> come well, alive? I don't." What I'm curious about now, which I've never thought about in my other viewings of this film, uh, is how did she come alive for Christopher Columbus, and how was she alive in the time of Michelangelo? Was she also a mannequin? Right, because I'm exactly right. For him, he had to mannequinize her for her to appear. <laughs> That's a little impolite. Mannequinizing. Um, yeah, I don't know. The thing, the other thing that got me in here was the just how different. You know, I, I don't know. We remarked upon it while we were watching, but the uh, the, the intolerant, the casual intolerance of the eighties was. Uh, pretty uh pretty blatant huh yeah not a lot of not a lot of uh you know tolerance for homosexuality at that point i guess yeah although i mean well it's not so much that even because i think that character despite that character being kind of stereotypical um they're you know hollywood is not portrayed in a in a mean fashion necessarily right. I mean, like he's one of the few like nice guys in the film right exactly. like, I mean, like you said he's extremely there. tolerant yeah he's crazy flamboyant and ridiculous in that respect but it's the it's the other cast members well you know i was gonna say it's the other cast members who are speaking ill of him who are made to look bad although i don't feel like the film was actively criticizing that woman who said when she was trying to identify who was talking in the bathroom that it was either the yeah you know the vice president or the what did she say the fairy or the yeah, yeah or the dummy the dummy right that's not that she wasn't made to look bad but you know there's nothing bad to say about hollywood in this film he is he's totally understanding or accepting and he's friendly and he's supportive and emotional but i think he's the i think he's the heart of the film dan <laughs> he's the bedrock he is and he makes um, the bedrock <laughs> okay um <laughs> It's it is yeah it's a film that doesn't have a time so we basically got him and you've got Estelle Getty's character and that's pretty much it for like and and besides Andrew McCarthy and Kim Kim Cattrall you don't have a lot of other sympathetic characters in this movie you got a lot of you spread the villainy around a lot right yes because you got you got uh, Felix and you got Richards and you got B J and you got Roxy to a certain right. extent Roxy really turns I mean for some reason she was with him in the first place but she really turns on him in a kind of amazingly harsh way. Yeah, in a way that's not terribly realistic, but also in a way that kind of feels like if you're doing a 1980s rom-com, like you need to kind of set that up to the, you know, this is the, there's always like a significant other who's kind of, I don't know, a cad is the quite the right word. I keep comparing it to Short Circuit because that's like the, that was like one of my favorite movies as a kid, you know, in the 80s. And there's like, a, I think um, it's, a, oh shoot, isn't, isn't Elizabeth Shue in that movie, I want to say? Um now I'm blanking. Um, no, it's Ali Sheedy. And Ali Sheedy's boyfriend is like this, you know, he's kind of the ex-boyfriend uh, jackass character. And I feel like there's always, like, there's always the other love interest, right? There's It's always a love triangle in some way. Uh-huh. But the but the other but the third part of the triangle is generally like, well, you know, it's it's a no-brainer a no that they're not going to end up with them. Right. 
and it's i mean but you're right there are very few nice people besides those main four characters uh maybe the first dog is nice right because he 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 refuses <laughs> he, he seems i mean the second dog's not not mean either they're they're just being ill used i feel you know as a father now watching this movie this maybe is the first time i've seen it as a father it probably is uh, I do feel bad for her mother. Like, okay, yes, she wanted the Madigan's mother. You know, she they, they wanted Emmy to get married, and Emmy didn't like their options. But then she's just gone. Like, she leaves the world as far as they're concerned. That that had to be rough. Yeah, I, that does seem like it's on. You know, one again, the sort of like premise doesn't get explained too much. Like, what happened to her mom? Like, she's just, she's just like, oh, the gods took her. It's all cool. Um. So actually, you you bring up an interesting point because I'm kind of curious to know from your perspective as a parent, um, is this a movie you would show to your kids? Maybe not right now. I understand that, but like, do you think you know when they when they get of of an age where you feel like you might uh, want to show them some movies that you really liked? Would Mannequin make the cut? It's an interesting question. It you know I would say that overall it probably hasn't aged spectacularly well, especially with you know the the i guess gay bashing you could call it that we were already referencing but it is still very funny to me like i still enjoy jokes that i remembered enjoying a decade or more ago so i think i would probably let them watch it at some point i don't know i mean of all the movies from the 80s that i would want them to see it's not the top on my list but it's probably in my top 50 of movies i would want not my top 50 movies but my top 50 movies from the 80s that i would be willing to share with my kids i think it's in that list that's a that's a big list yeah as we know, we haven't you haven't seen a lot of movies from the eighties. Right. I'm surprised you've got fifty. Right. I want them to see the Back to the Futures. And then okay. after that I don't Good know. Good choice. That's it. Just those three. Right. That's what's most important to me. Oh well, I think I think Manic was pretty good. It's, I, I I really enjoyed James Spader, though. I as you know, we were talking about. I think he did kind of just like showed up, and they're like, "All right, we'd like you to play this like completely over the top and ridiculous." And Spader's like, "Totally, I can do that." Right. I'm not even bother reading the script. I'm just gonna show up and like you know, right. deliver I, my lines. I know just what you want, and I've got <laughs> yeah. it. Um, but I think it kind of—I mean, you know—it's not like the world's best role because it is so ridiculously over the top. But I kind of enjoy that that element of it. Right. And uh, I mean, he's he yes, he's completely over the top, but he is so committed to the role. Like he is totally Oh, he doesn't break character. Right. He he takes it seriously. He does a nice job with it and he um I don't know, like you a lot of times uh, to me the hallmark of a great actor or a great performance is I feel like I would have to hate this actor in real life. But he does something here where you know, absolutely you would think you should hate this person in real life, but at the same time in a way that I don't mind here, I can still feel that he's acting, so I know I don't have to hate James Spader. There's something special about it. There's a magical <laughs> element to this performance that really, I don't know, it works for me. It's like as though James Spader came to life and it was just the two of you. <laughs> no, it is nothing like that. I'm sorry. <laughs> that would be a great movie, by the way. I mean, I was very young when this film came out. and Yes. I can't imagine you saw this in your oh no this was definitely rented from the video store where you had to take the little index card out of the vhs box oh wow and i always had to ask my parents do we want the the vhs box or the betamax box which index card do i take and they would remind me it was vhs and uh take it to the front and they get the video but i mean we definitely rented it i definitely saw it as a kid but i mean i uh my my love for her when i was i don't know nine or ten and saw this for the first time was different from how i might have loved her later 
but seriously, <laughs> I think Kim Cattrall really does an, uh, for a ridiculous role. She really does an impressive job, I think. Oh, she does. I mean, she again, she kind of commits to it too. I was, I was looking up. I was curious to know there. I think she's like six older, six years older than Andrew McCarthy in mm-hmm. this film. Um, she's like thirty-one or something like that. Uh, but yeah, I mean, she's she's clearly gone on to have an, an illustri illustra career. <laughs> Sorry, that's terrible. I apologize <laughs> profusely. It was coming out of my mouth. I couldn't even stop it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Anyways, I, I I enjoyed her quite a bit. I thought she does she does a nice job of uh, you know playing the sort of wide eyed ingenue. Um, and yeah, they seem like they're having fun. And I think that's what that's another thing that sort of characterizes eighty movie eighties movies for me is it just it often seems like the people are just having a lot of fun. I don't know if that's true or if it's just because they're like all really really high. <laughs> <laughs> A lot of cocaine. A lot of cocaine in the eighties. <laughs> yes, uh, but I mean, I don't know. It's. I'm glad that movie exists. I don't think you can have too many movies in the mannequin. Uh, I don't know what the word is. Genre. <laughs> oeuvre. Yeah, oeuvre. Let's yes. go with oeuvre. But uh, I don't know. I feel like they did a nice job with it. Um, you know the. To me, there's clearly several over-the-top characters. You've got Hollywood who's over-the-top, and you've got James Spader who's over-the-top. Uh, your friend, um, uh, the guy, G.W. Bailey. The, yes. You know, he's he's over-the-top in a different way. But I feel like it's just, it all works. Like, uh, from the very outset, the script is ridiculous and the story is ridiculous. But like you're saying, they're having fun and they commit to it. It's, it's, a very, it's just, it all works together. And like, every actor who's got lines feels like a well created role even if they're one note roles like the Armand who just spends the whole movie lusting sadly, after Roxy sadly the the one as we we're pointing out the guy who's actually from Egypt yes <laughs> and then Kim Cattrall clearly not from Egypt and then he's just got that like there's they didn't need the beat of he is unable to perform sexually at that moment but it's a, it's a really great <laughs> satisfying kind of story br- right brings his story to a close an ironically satisfying moment from him but, the um the uh, the most unbelievable thing in this movie, and this is a movie where a mannequin comes to life, is the amount of attention played paid to the window displays at a department store. <laughs> yes. It's like there was no television in the eighties or something. I don't know. It seems very odd. I, I like to think it takes place in an alternate reality where that is like the highest form of entertainment available. Yes, it is kind of hilarious how everybody's gathering around and it's the talk of the town. Wow, did you see that window display? Uh, even in New York City, I feel like that would have been more believable than it is in Philadelphia, where I just don't think about people window shopping to such a degree. So I, I've got to share with you, um, and, and you may you may or may not like this, I don't know, but i got to share with you the, uh, the critical response to Mannequin. Uh, according to Wikipedia, d- despite its success in box office, the film received mostly negative reviews on its release. It currently holds a 22% rotten rating on Rotten Tomatoes. Mm. It has since become a cult classic. It was savaged by Leonard Maltin, who called it, quote, absolute rock-bottom fare, dispiriting for anyone who remembers what movie comedy should be. <laughs> Moreover, the film received two thumbs down on Siskel and Ebert and the movies. In his print review, Roger Ebert awarded it a half-star, deeming it dead and full of cliches. Oh, Rita Kempley of the Washington Post called the film made by, for, and about dummies. <laughs> Janet Maslin of the New York Times puts the blame on the writer-director. As co-written and directed by Michael Gottlieb, Mannequin is a state-of-the-art showcase of perfunctory technique. Wow. And then, 
1991, a partial sequel called Mannequin 2 on the move was released and directed by Stuart Raphael. The film was dubbed as, quote, one of the worst follow-ups ever made. Oh, it looks Which terrible. you feel like if it, if it did that, like if the first one was received that badly, wow, that's impressive. So uh, what's interesting to me is that um, uh, I'm seeing here that the film was specifically designed to appeal to women and that's why they cast Andrew McCarthy because he was uh, he had strong appeal with girls which was the target okay. audience uh, fine whatever but uh, it appealed to me too so there <laughs> and uh, in a press release Michael Gottlieb the film's director said he got the idea for the movie when he was walking down Fifth Avenue and thought he saw a mannequin move in the window of Bergdorf Goodman, which is a store I had not ever heard of until I read this week. That's an old, old department store, yeah. So it's that essentially it is based on a true story. <laughs> yeah, he, he, it's really high. Uh, <laughs> we'll see that mannequin move. Wow, that'd make a great movie. <laughs> two, uh, two hours in out of that. In 2010, Gladden Entertainment executives were said to be in the early development stage of a remake, envisioning a plot of a man crushing on a laser display hologram as opposed to a mannequin. However, no further detail was made public. I, about have you heard anything else about Gladden Entertainment in yeah. the last 25 years? Let's review our successes for the past 30 years. We got Mannequin. Oh, we got Mannequin. The End. American, it is. Um, yeah, yeah. That the. Oh wait, hold on. They also did Weekend at Bernie's. Oh, all right. So they were classics then. <laughs> yeah, movies starring Andrew McCarthy. That was kind of their demographic. Uh, they also did the Fabulous Baker. The Boys. Fabulous Baker Boys, but actually, I hear is quite a good movie, though I have not seen it. Nor have I. Um. Wow. And then the guy was found shot dead in a row. Okay, so this got depressing really, really quick. <laughs> well, he's um, emotionless like a mannequin now. All right. Well, have we uh, have we put Mannequin to bed, as it were? Uh, not as many times as Andrew McCarthy did. Hey-oh! Hey-oh! Well, Dan, it was a pleasure to share Mannequin with you. I've loved this movie since the first time I saw it, and I'm, I'm glad that you at least uh, didn't hate it. I, I, I was very I was entertained. I'll give you that. Um, should we discuss Yeah, what's coming next? next? So, you know, I, I had a couple ideas, but then during our conversation, it, it appeared that you told me you have never seen Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure? That is true. I have never seen Bill and Ted's Now, that is one of my favorite 1980s comedies, and I think you might quite enjoy it. So we're going to put that one on the docket for next time. Is that the first one or the second one? That is the first one. Although the second one, surprisingly underrated. It's pretty good in its own right. But we'll start with the first one. Do they both involve time travel? Um, To a certain extent, yes, they do. And in fact... I, I put this up there pretty solidly with. I mean, Back to the Future is a different kind of different kind of story in certain ways, but um, the '80s were a good time for time travel comedies, well, if you will. I'm excited to see it. I know almost nothing about it. And well, I'm excellent. That's what we like. All right, so we'll uh, we'll put that one on the list for the next episode of Not Playing with Lex and Dan. Thanks, Dan. Thanks, Lex. Until then, uh, keep watching the movie we don't have a t- <laughs> i got nothing until then keep nothing. watching movies that we haven't seen <laughs> but not without us <laughs> bye everybody Hey, everybody. It's my genitalia. You, why is people just applaud? What's wrong with these people? They're sheep. Well, that was fine genitalia, everybody. How about that? <laughs>